0: Stuff. it's really fun. And that's how I get rid of people. <laughs> Hello <laughs> Texas gov about vows arrest democratic lawmakers stayed walkouts. you know anything about that, bro?
1: Not really what what do you know? So I'm from Texas. Where are you from?
0: Uh, I'm from Utah.
1: You're from Utah. Are you politically
0: acclimated? I know a little bit of politics. Uh, I used to live in Texas at one point, San Antonio. Hey, me too. Go Spurs, go. Yeah. Only for a few months because I was living with my aunt and uncle. So so uh well i do a
1: political podcast so i was looking for some politicos to talk to but uh maybe 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 uh since i'm so acclimated to it maybe someone who hasn't taken a big you know eye of this do you know notice the midter- the midterms are coming up do you know about the mid- what midterms are
0: uh i know a little bit yeah it's where you go for the people who are uh gonna represent your state and the stuff like that right exactly right? So, like, you know, every four years, a president gets elected.
1: But in between those times, there's uh, Senate races, there's uh, House of Representative races, and there's gubernatorial races. Gubernatorial races are the, is Governor Abbott, uh, the governors. Um, yeah. Um, it's pretty interesting in Texas right now because, like, uh, what's his name? The dude from, oh, all right, all right, all right. You know what I'm talking about? Matthew McConaughey. He's running for governor. Oh, I've heard of him. Don't know much about him. You don't know much about Matthew McConaughey. He's like in every movie ever made. Oh. A Time to Kill, <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street. Do you watch movies though?
0: So? Oh, that's cool. I, I've, I I think I know he's the main character off of Wolf of Wall Street.
1: Oh, that's DiCaprio. That's DiCaprio. Uh-oh. He tried to get an Oscar. Try to get an Oscar that way. He couldn't. Only by... I... Yeah,
0: did you ever see The Revenant? Do you watch movies? What do you like? What do you like? Movies? I, I like watching anime, actually. I watch a little bit of movies, not very many. Mostly, uh, like, your Avengers and stuff like that.
1: So, what is so good about anime? What do you like about anime?
0: Uh, I like that they just have really cool stories. Uh, stories. Okay. And it's not just one Video where you're just like Oh I watched this one video For an hour and I'm done It's more like a whole series Of it And they The artwork's amazing yeah. uh, the A few of the stories Well a lot of them are really really funny <laughs> I like uh, One called Overlord, and that's just a blast. <laughs> what, what? What's 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 so blast about
1: it? Give me give me some highlights.
0: <laughs> so they y- this guy plays video games uh, for a lot of his life, and he gets sucked into a video game. And he's like extremely OP. He's <laughs> a <What's laughs> villain. He's the what's villain o- in the story.
1: He's the villain. Wow. Pretty sucks. much. So he has he's, to lose then,
0: right? No, not really. <laughs> he's he's a villain yet not a villain. He's like he's actually quite good to people around him, like the the people who are at the in the cities. It's like medieval type time mm-hmm. frame. And he's really good to the people, and he actually saves them quite often. It's just that sometimes he's, he goes a little overboard, and sometimes you think he's a, an extremely evil dictator type thing. But oftentimes it's just because you don't really know what's going on in his head. <laughs> so, he's like, so he's like Cersei Lannister then? Cersei yeah. Lannister? What's that?
1: Uh, you don't watch Game of Thrones either? I thought you liked stories. No.
0: Okay, I do. Uh, I I don't know why I couldn't get it much into Game of Thrones. Okay. It I, it might just be because it's too serious for me. <laughs>
1: and you like and you like funny. I,
0: I like funny, and okay. the, he has this girl that's with him all the time, and she's like. Uh, like, a stalker-type girl. <laughs> but he he accidentally made her a stalker. Because <laughs> wow. in the beginning, he could actually control the game more. So yeah. he could change the text about the characters in the game. And he changed it so this girl loves him all out. Like, he's like, okay, so this this. I really like this character. I'm going to change this. So now she loves me. <laughs> so and,
1: that's, a, that's a really interesting uh, like plot there. So, yeah. now I'm going to tell you a story. So it's probably not going to be super funny, but it's a, actually a real story. It's a true story. Once mm-hmm. upon a time, there was a country, and they were the first ones to not be ruled by kings. They called themselves America, and they ruled with a constitution and a president and a body of Congress that made the laws, okay? And everything was Mm -hmm. good. We had freedom, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Then, uh, during a strife, during times of, uh, you know, depression, economically, and during, you know, racial uh, tensions, two primordial evils crept up from the sea. They were called the Democrats and Republicans. No one knew where they came from. They weren't supposed to be there, but they existed nonetheless. And they said to themselves, be, "Let us maintain power. Let us get power and keep it forever." So then, they took the country that was full of goodness, life, and liberty, and they started taking the people that lived in it and turning them against each other, dividing them up, uh, you know, between right and left, and uh, then. The, the crazy thing, Angel, is people literally fell for it. They fell for it for 200 fucking years. And to this day, these two parties don't care about any of us at all. In fact, they want to do us harm. The more harm that comes to us, the more they can talk about the harm and get elected off of it. So now they're addicted to the harm and they want to create more harm, which is what they did during the COVID pandemic. They, they robbed us and they fucking destroyed our economy just so they could talk about it and get Trump out of office. I'm not a Trump fan, but like, you know, these two, these two, these two evils are always fighting and we're, we're the casualties. So that's, what's going on right now. And I'm trying, so you're an anime person. Let me ask you some questions about stories then. How can I change the narrative? What do you think? How could I take, how could I usurp the narrative from these two evils that are wanting to maintain the power? What, what do you think what do you do what do you hear? the
0: narrative you could just change the story how by telling people a different story and teaching a different story they're not interested in my story though because they're obsessed with the democrats and the Republicans, the
1: Republicans. so i mm-hmm. i guess it has to be it too it has to be really good i don't, I don't know what's so good about this story though honestly I don't
0: know. Yeah. What is what's uh, it really gets them? Definitely right. it would have been good. Uh changing the story is really difficult because you have so many people that are uh stuck in whatever viewpoint they have and don't yeah. really pay attention to the other side really. So that's a real conundrum. I, I don't well, know how well, well, how
1: did uh, how did your how did your guide change it, make it so that the girl falls in love with them? Like change change
0: her mind. Did he like program her? What did he uh, do? He just wrote a he just wrote a story about what the character would be doing, and so he just wrote it in the character profile that he has like these servants in his castle that he can rule over and tell them what to do. But he in the beginning he was able to write okay, this character profile is she's madly in love with me. <laughs> and that, that that's all it took, huh? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> then for the whole entire time, she's like just obsessed. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and has like a doll of him and stuff like that. It's really creepy, but it's hilarious. <laughs> What's
1: so hilarious about it? I don't get it. I really don't get this anime stuff. What's
0: hilarious about that stuff? It seems uh, kind of it seems kind of creepy to me. <laughs> it is. But it's like... I, I think you just have to watch it. It's like... Uh, the character... The way she acts just makes it hilarious. Because especially since he likes her back. But he's like... Uh, this character was one of my friend's characters. So I better not be... Uh, bad person to her I guess <laughs> and it's actually been a while since I watched this anime but it's really really good uh, alright what's it called again? A, yeah what's, called? what's the anime called? it's called Overlord I need to watch Overlord. it again because it's awesome alright All right. well uh, I,
1: I I didn't get much sleep uh, last night because I do a, a podcast So, but it was good talking to you
0: and, uh, um, yeah, go, thank you so, so much. I'm going to for your you. perspective. Yeah, thank you. Follow me. Appreciate you. I, I really don't know what to tell you about that. Uh, the politics stuff. Oh, I, it's okay. It's hard enough changing anyone's ideas about anything. <laughs>
1: I know, <laughs> isn't it though? Except for the Democrat, the Demotards, and the Republic cards, They do it all the time, but I just I, I have to figure out their magics. But, uh, thanks, I, Angel, I, for your perspective. They
0: do it all the time. I think they just allow the whole. Yeah, pretty much have to get the majority of the group to believe something and then people will follow. Mm-hmm. Just like if you're in an elevator and you go in and just stay go- straight, people mm-hmm. will follow you and turn around. <laughs> or wow. if you have enough, people doing something, the, the other That's people the will follow. <laughs> That's a good point, Angel.
1: Thanks for your perspective. I appreciate it. All right, ai a- I'm going to follow you too. Have a great day, man. Talk to
2: you later. Yeah. Bye. Not a lot of actual policies talked about at the inauguration today. But the new president, Joe Biden, did declare a brand new war on domestic terrorism, which does seem like the headline. We've been waiting for this for a little while. The country's intelligence establishment seems to be salivating at the thought of treating fellow Americans like ISIS.
3: You know, looking forward that the members of the, the Biden team who have been nominated or have been appointed are now moving in laser-like fashion to try to uncover as much as they can about what looks very similar to insurgency movements that we've seen overseas, Mm -hmm. where they germinate in different parts of a country, and they gain strength, and it brings together an unholy alliance frequently, of religious, ex- religious extremists, authoritarians, fascists, bigots, uh, racists, nativists, uh, even libertarians. And unfortunately, I think there has been this momentum that has been generated as a result of, unfortunately, the demagogic rhetoric of people that just departed government, but also those who continue in the halls of Congress.
2: Oh, an unholy alliance, if you will. Because I am stupid, I speak exclusively in clichés, but I was still able somehow to run the CIA. Which ought to tell you something, a lot, really, about the rottenness of our system. But the headline here is insurgents. What you're hearing is that people who disagree with me or may criticize me are, in fact, insurgents. And of course, politicians love the idea of this. Brad Schneider, for example, is a congressman from Illinois. He's introduced something called the Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act to make it a lot easier to spy on the Americans who are paying for the spy agencies. Watch.
4: Would you like to see more monitoring of radical domestic movements?
2: Well, the short answer is yes. That's the yeah. purpose of this bill. Yeah. Short answer is yes. Purpose of this bill. Glenn Greenwald is the most independent of independent journalists. He writes on Substack, where we hope you support him. He joins us tonight. Glenn, I, this is starting to make me a little bit nervous. Do the rest of us have cause to be concerned about this trend?
4: Absolutely. A lot of times if you warn of a danger, you have to piece things together in order to demonstrate that it's actually coming. In this case, you don't have to. They're explicitly saying precisely what they want to do. The thing that struck me so much about that John Brennan video is it would be one thing if they were saying, look, there's a band of people, 20 here, 50 over here who wear swastika armbands who still are in the KKK. There's maybe 2,000. We need to... That's not what they're saying. What he's saying is the exact opposite. Every group he lifted, even libertarians, it's essentially he's defining the insurgency as anyone who has an ideology other than neoliberalism. In other words, other than the ruling class view that is about to congeal and merge with the power of the state. And what they're talking about explicitly, Tucker, is using the tools that they used to take ISIS off the internet, the tools that they used to destroy Al-Qaeda. They're talking About it as a second war on terror. And that first war on terror, no matter what your views were originally at the beginning of 9 11, ended up eroding not civil liberties, just. Elsewhere, but here at home as well. One that is born by name of being a domestic war on terror designed to essentially criminalize any oppositional ideology to the ruling class. There is literally nothing that could be more dangerous, and it's not fear mongering or, or, or alarmism to say it. There are bills pending by Adam Schiff as well that would simply take the existing war on terror legislation, always aimed at foreign governments and foreign actors, and simply I DON'T THINK I TO I amend it to say we can now do that within the United States. Who's going to stand up in opposition to this? I, I don't see
2: any of the corporate Republican caucus really even noticing. I see a lot of people I thought were liberal turn out to be not liberal at all, but more authoritarian. So how do we prevent
4: this from happening? Any idea? Well, one of the things one of the things I'm really hoping for is that we can finally get out of enough people. I'm I'm sure. I'm I'm sure. Believing that the way to understand Washington is Democrat versus Republican, and that you side with one team and believe they're on your side and defending yes. your interest and the other team is your enemy. It is not true. There is a ruling class elite that is extremely comfortable with the establishment wings of both parties. They love Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer every bit as much as they love Mitch McConnell and Mitt Romney and, and Marco Rubio and Paul Ryan. Those are the people who they fund equally because those are the people who serve their agenda. Then there's a whole other huge group of people at whose expense they rule, and some of them consider themselves on the left, and some consider themselves on the right. And it's time to break down those barriers. I was super enthused to see a group of eight. LEFT-WING POLITICIANS, INCLUDING Rashida TALIB AND Ilhan OMAR AND OTHERS SAY WE WILL NOT ALLOW A NEW WAR ON TERROR BECAUSE WE KNOW HOW DANGEROUS IT CAN BE. LET THEM STAND WITH RIGHT-WING MEMBERS TO BREAK DOWN THIS ARTIFICIAL FALSE FRAUDULENT PRISM THAT THE WAY TO UNDERSTAND WASHINGTON IS THINKING THAT ONE OF THE TWO PARTIES IS ON YOUR SIDE. NEITHER OF THEM IS. <laughs> I FEEL LIKE A LOT OF PEOPLE ARE GOING TO BE SAVING THAT PERMANENTLY
2: WHAT YOU JUST SAID ON THEIR DVRs. And I certainly hope they do, because you're right. Glenn Greenwald, thank you very much.
5: You. I see you. I'm for the dance with you. Give me, give me more. That's too much, it's not enough. Crony capitalist taxes up. Maybe acting like a flood, baby. Every time they turn the lights down, just wanna. Public display of affection feels like no one else in the room. Breaking it down like there's no one around. They got me rocking, 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 rocking. Cameras are flashing my way to dance, and they keep watching, 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 watching like the crowd is saying, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Give me, give me Give me, give me Give me, give me more. Give me, give me Give me, give me Give me, give me Give me, give me The center of attention Even when we're up against the wall You got me on a crazy position If you're on a mission You got my permission No, look it down there's no one around. They got me rocking, let me Got me rockin' rocking. I- cameras are flashing, my world is only dancing. Make me rock rockin' rock it. Feels like the crowd, the crowd is for you. Give me, 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 give me. Be more. Innovative,
4: totally open-minded Tommy you Nation Politics Hey guys, this is Tommy with Tommy
6: Nation Politics. How's everyone doing today? Our military mission in Afghanistan will conclude on August 31st. The drawdown is proceeding in a secure and orderly way, prioritizing the safety of our troops as they depart. Our military commanders advised me that once I made the decision to end the war, we needed to move swiftly to conduct the main elements of the drawdown. In this context, speed is safety. And uh, thanks to the way in which we have managed our withdrawal, no one, no one U.S. forces or any forces have, uh, have been lost. Conducting our drawdown differently would have certainly come with an increased risk of safety to our personnel. To me, those risks were unacceptable. There was never any doubt that our military performed this task efficiently and with the highest level of professionalism. That's what they do. And the same is true of our NATO allies and partners who have supported — we are supporting and supporting us as well as they conclude their retrograde. As I said in April, the United States did what we went to do in Afghanistan to get the terrorists to attack us on 9-11 and deliver justice to Osama bin Laden and to degrade the terrorist threat to keep Afghanistan from becoming a base from which attacks could be continued against the United States. We achieved those objectives. That's why we went. We did not go to Afghanistan to nation build. And it's the right and the responsibility of the Afghan people alone to decide their future and how they want to run their country. <laughs> Hey
1: guys, this is Tommy with Tommy Nation Politics. How's everyone
6: doing today? Tommy Nation Politics. All well, this was all going on, the economy created more than 1,300,000 new jobs in 100 days. More jobs in first. More jobs in the first hundred days than any president on record. The International Monetary Fund. The International Monetary Fund is now estimating our economy will grow at a rate of more than six percent this year. That'll be the fastest pace of economic growth in this country in nearly four decades. America's moving moving forward, but we can't stop now. We're in competition with China and other countries to win the 21st century. We're at a great inflection point in history. We have to do more than just build back better. We build back, we have to build back better. We have to compete more strenuously than we have. Throughout our history, if you think about it, public investment in infrastructure has literally transformed America. Our attitudes as well as our opportunities. The transcontinental railroad, the interstate highways united two oceans and brought a totally new age of progress to the United States of America. Universal public schools and college aid opened wide the doors of opportunity. Scientific breakthroughs took us to the moon. Now we're on Mars, discovering vaccines gave us the internet and so much more. These are investments we made together as one country, and investments that only the government was in a position to make. Time and again, they propel us into the future. That's why I proposed the American Jobs Plan, a once-in-a-generation investment in America itself. This is the largest jobs plan since World War II. It creates jobs to upgrade our transportation infrastructure jobs modernizing our roads, bridges, highways, jobs building ports and airports, rail corridors, transit lines. It's clean water. And today, up to 10 million homes in America and more than 400,000 schools and childcare centers have pipes with lead in them, including drinking water. A clear and present danger to our children's health. American Jobs Plan creates jobs replacing 100% of the nation's lead pipes and service lines so every American can drink clean water. And the process will create thousands and thousands of good-paying jobs.
3: Mayor Kelly, Governor Horner, My friends of Chicago, I am glad to come once again to Chicago and especially to have the opportunity of taking part in the dedication of this important project of civic betterment. I congratulate Chicago and Cook County on the opening of this splendid bridge and of these 30 miles of Lakefront Boulevard. On my trip across the continent and back, I have been shown many evidences of the result of common sense cooperation between municipalities and the federal government. And I have been greeted by tens of thousands of Americans who have told me in every look and word that their material and spiritual well-being have made great strides forward in the past few years. And yet, as I have seen with my own eyes, the prosperous farms, the thriving factories, the busy railroads, as I have seen the happiness and security, and especially the peace that covers our wide land, almost inevitably, I have been compelled to contrast our peace with very different scenes that are being enacted in other parts of the world. It is because the people of the United States must, for the sake of their own future, give thought to the rest of the world that I, as the responsible executive head of the nation, have chosen this great inland city and this gala occasion to speak to you on a subject of definite national importance. The political situation in the world, which of late has been growing progressively worse, is such as to cause grave concern and anxiety to all the peoples and nations who wish to live in peace and amity with their neighbors. Some 15 years ago, the hopes of mankind for a continuing era of international peace were raised to great heights when more than 60 nations solemnly pledged them to resort to arms in furtherance of their national aims and policy, The high aspirations expressed in the briand kellogg Pact and the, hopes for, and the hopes for peace thus raised have of late given way to a haunting fear of calamity. The present reign of terror and international lawlessness began a few years ago. It began through unjustified interference in the internal affairs of other nations, or the invasion of alien territory in violation of treaties. It has now reached a stage where the very foundations of civilization are seriously threatened. The landmarks, the traditions, which have marked the progress of civilization toward a condition of law and order and justice are being wiped away. Without a declaration of war and without warning or justification of any kind, civilians, including vast numbers of women and children, are being ruthlessly murdered with bombs from the air. In times of so-called peace, ships are being attacked and sunk by submarines without cause or notice. Nations are fomenting and taking sides in civil warfare in nations that have never done them any harm. Nations claiming freedom for themselves do not deny it to others. Innocent people, innocent nations are being cruelly sacrificed to a greed for power and supremacy which is devoid of all sense of justice and humane consideration. To paraphrase a recent author, perhaps we foresee a time when men exultant in the technique of homicide, will rage so hotly over the world that every precious thing will be in danger. Every book, every picture, every harmony, every treasure garnered through two millenniums, the small, the delicate, the defenseless, all will be lost or wrecked or utterly destroyed. If those things come to pass in other parts of the world, let no one imagine that America will escape, that America may expect mercy, that this Western hemisphere will not be attacked, and that it will continue tranquilly and peacefully to carry on the ethics and the arts of civilization. No. If those days come, there will be no safety by arms, no help from authority, no answer in science. The storm will rage until every flower of culture is trampled and all human beings are leveled in a vast chaos. If those days are not to come to pass, if we are to have a world in which we can breathe freely and live in amity without fear, then the peace-loving nations must make a concerted effort to uphold laws and principles on which alone peace can rest secure, which today are creating a state of international anarchy, international instability, from which there is no escape through mere isolation or neutrality. Those who cherish their freedom and recognize and respect the equal rights of their neighbors to be free and live in peace must work together for the triumph of law and moral principles in order that peace, justice, and confidence may prevail throughout the world. There must be a return to a belief in the pledged word, in the value of a signed treaty. There must be recognition of the fact that national morality is as vital as private morality. A. Bishop wrote to me the other day, it seems to me that something greatly needs to be said in behalf of ordinary humanity against the present practice of carrying the horrors of war to helpless civilians, especially women and children. It may be that such a protest may be regarded by many who claim to be realists as futile But may it not be that the heart of mankind is so filled with horror at the present needless suffering that that force could be mobilized in sufficient volume to lessen such cruelty in the days ahead. Even though it may take 20 years, which God forbid, for civilization to make effective its corporate protest against this barbarism Surely strong voices may hasten the day. There is a solidarity, an interdependence about the modern world, both technically and morally, which makes it impossible for any nation completely to isolate itself from political and economic upheavals in the rest of the world especially when such upheavals appear to be spreading and not declining. There can be no stability or peace, either within nations or between nations, except under laws and moral standards adhered to by all. International anarchy destroys every foundation for peace. It jeopardizes either the immediate or the future security of every nation, large or small. And it is, therefore, a matter of vital interest and concern to the people of the United States that the sanctity of international treaties and the maintenance of international morality be restored. The overwhelming majority of all the peoples and nations of the world today want to live in peace. They seek the removal of barriers against trade. They want to exert themselves in industry, in agriculture, in business, that they may increase their wealth through the production of wealth-producing goods rather than striving to produce military planes and bombs and machine guns and cannon for the destruction of human lives and useful property. In those nations of the world which seem to be piling armament on armament for purposes of aggression, and those other nations which fear acts of aggression against them and their security, a very high proportion of their national income is being spent today directly for armament. It runs from 30 to as high as 50% in most of those cases. We are fortunate. The proportion that we spend in the United States is far less, 11 or 12%. How happy we are that the circumstances of the moment permit us to put our money into bridges and boulevards, dams and reforestation, the conservation of our soil, and many other kinds of useful works rather than into huge standing armies and vast supplies of implements of war. Nevertheless, my friends, I am compelled and you are compelled to look ahead. The peace, the freedom, the security of 90% of the population of the world is being jeopardized by the remaining 10%.
1: Hey, guys, this is Tommy with Tommy Nation Politics. How's everyone doing today?
4: Free thinking, innovative, and totally
1: open-minded, Tommy Nation Politics.